Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. responding to him uh first of all let me thank hillary clinton for standing up for all women and uh, in particular for black women and and let me just say this i'm a strong black woman and i cannot be intimidated i cannot be undermined i cannot be thought uh to be a friend of bill o'reilly or anybody all right what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode was it 74 of do rags and boat shoes uh, as you heard that was representative maxine waters giving her statement about what happened earlier today if you don't know you've been living under a rock um maxine waters was on the floor uh explaining her disgust um about uh president trump and uh just different things that he's so many things that he's done, done fucked up on and uh your man's bill o'reilly was on uh fox news live or something or fox today some bullshit ass morning show with a whole bunch of uh puppets for uh white supremacy and puppet masters of white supremacy uh disguised as conservatism so they was asking because uh, it was just basically saying if you so, representative water representative waters were saying that if you don't support you know if you support trump you are you know that's very unpatriotic and things of that sort which is very true because this is a very divisive man but um anyways uh so they asked bill o'reilly uh the co-host on the fox news morning show or whatever asked him and he's like he couldn't take her serious because she has a james brown wig now this man bill o'reilly he looks like an extra from the walking dead and he literally has to tuck his chin and his neck into deep into the collar of his shirt and he has the nerve to talk about how talk about somebody's wig so that brought up this hashtag black women at work and black women have been sharing their stories on twitter all day today about shit that they go through and i know what you go through um but it is shedding light on what sisters go through at work so i appreciate the hashtag and bringing awareness to what's going on in the workplace maybe it can uh help out the fucktards in hr and in other uh departments to understand what a sister goes through uh at the plantation and a lot of those stories were uh, all too familiar with uh some white person saying something slick to the sister she checking them and then all of a sudden she gets a notice from hr about uh you know she needs to be nicer and all this other nonsense or it's something about black culture you know what i'm saying uh it could be a situation like uh hey i'm trying to listen to this certain song i can't remember what it's called it has that one black guy in it hey uh hey uh tarika uh what, what is it called you know just shit like that and uh sisters go through a lot at the uh, plantation and uh you know i'm very thankful for the hashtag um you know to get this dialogue started so hopefully it'll help these uh 
fucktards at the plantation um basically uh you know understand what a sister is going through and uh having some uh i'm not gonna say uh, more sensitivity but be more sensitive to these women but to uh show some understanding and uh you know because you know exactly what you're doing a lot of times you know um uh, I've been through it. Uh, other black folks, men and women, have been through it, uh, dealing with uh, passive aggressiveness at the plantation, especially when you're on, the only black person at the job. And uh, you know, it's just it needs to bring awareness. And uh, you know, let me take my words back and say not to be more sensitive to the issue, but just have some damn common sense. You know, but a lot of times they do that shit for entertainment. Uh, it was about a couple years ago during Thanksgiving, there was another thing on Fox News where there was these people cooking and uh, it was one sister who's an anchor on there and uh she was making a drink she was like i got some tasty drink recipes for you guys and the white dude just came out do you like kool-aid do you make kool-aid she was like excuse me do you make kool-aid <laughs> and she she was just like no this is an adult drink but it's just little little I would call them microaggressions, just little bullshit like that, you know, just being passive aggressive and throwing little darts and jabs and shit like that for shits and giggles. So, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, Bill O'Reilly has been been in numerous sexual harassment cases. Fox News has settled a few times, you know, for uh, sexual harassment, him breathing heavy masturbating on the phone talking to uh female producers and uh you know just doing real creepy shit like that and like i said before this man tucks his whole chin and his neck inside of his inside of his collar you know like it's a goddamn napkin or something so you know get the fuck out of here so he can eat a dick uh but you know uh, a lot of people uh on a president uh, trump train the cult 45 they're out here talking about how people be flaming the cheeto in chief in his hair but his hair looks fucking ridiculous you know it i know it everybody and their mama know it. it looks fucking ridiculous and this man is a joke in himself he's a walking talking fucking joke and you elected him president so we're gonna still get these jokes off but if i mean if folks want to go back and forth we can get these jokes off all day because can't nobody snap like people of color especially black folks we can get these jokes off all day until the cows come home so i don't think they really want to play that game but anyways um let's see what else is going on um uh let me get get my notes pulled up here and put my glasses on real quick uh let's see here anyways uh i guess uh the first things first we're gonna talk about empire i don't know why but empire came back <laughs> it came back uh let's see here just this past wednesday and uh i don't know if i can keep doing it with empire it's uh it's a tough pill to swallow um it's, it's so much i can only take so much of lucius lion uh being cool with his family only to fuck him over and uh it's just becoming too much you know it's uh it's just getting old man uh, come on man come on cookie cookie come on love me some more cookie i know i did you dirty and i'm fucking all these women cookie but come back it's you know, I think even uh, Taraji P. Henson is tired of it, too. And she's talking about she does see an end for Empires because it was hot. That first season, it hooked people in. And now it's just kind of playing out like a soap opera. And it's just getting old and tired. The music is still decent. But uh, I don't know. I think it's about time we get Empire out to paint. I'm excited that uh, Nia Long is, you know, coming on board and everything like that. But uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where... You just kind of be like, eh, 
you know it's one of those like you know i'm kind of cool on empire but i don't know I, I like nia long so i'm gonna check it out and she's married to you know one of the spurs assistant coaches so i can't be too tight at her about that but i'll see man i'll see man you know come on man come on double give me another chance man i'm lucius line baby you know maybe 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 but anyway uh this past weekend here in omaha nablastia the one um we had antifa clash with the cult 45 uh antifa means anti-fascist it's just basically a group of white kids running around the city in black mask and uh smoke bombs you know uh basically just beating the shit out of trump supporters so what happened this past saturday at the courthouse there was a pro-trump rally me and my wife stumbled upon it uh you know by mistake because we do live downtown and we were coming from the uh salvation army doing some spring cleaning i donated a bunch of fire kicks they they were pretty filthy but they still fire with some tlc so if y'all head up to the 20th and dodge location you can check out some fire kicks unless homeboy took that whole bag of sneakers home and some some dope clothes for women that my wife dropped off but um anyway so we coming back and uh we drive uh past the courthouse on the back end and no we're driving down uh douglas no, we're driving down Dodge. No, Douglas, because Dodge is one way going west. So we're heading east on Douglas, and um, we see the cops block off a street, you know, uh, right where the uh, U.S. Bank ATM is by the parking garage. And we're like, what's going on there? So we hit a right, go up there, and we just see about 40 people up there uh, for the pro-Trump rally. And uh, we're like, wow. Then you look across the street, you see all these white folks in black masks, uh, dressed like you know uh, they about to do some damage and I looked online lo and behold uh, the cops were whooping their ass and then people with the, the Antifa the uh, anti-fascist was whooping Trump supporters asses and the cops was whooping the Antifa's ass you know and locked a few people up they were throwing like smoke bombs and shit like that and I don't know if they think it's a game out here in these streets you know I know this white civil war is going on so I'm just kind of like okay y'all continue with the white on white crime you know it's not the way to get things done but hey you know do what you can if you having fun go ahead but at the same time it just it seems like it's a game to some of these antifa people in omaha uh just running around here like they playing cops and robbers and bullshit like that a few of them quite a few of them were arrested and uh and it just showed the privilege because they standing across the street in full-on blacked out gear with mask on some of them had goggles now you know if it was a group of negroes cops would have been broke that up as soon as you hopped out the whip they're like oh no no come on y'all coming with us you know just on a uh, suspected terrorism or some shit like that but they let them hop out the car uh masked up chanting and all this other shit then somebody threw a smoke bomb and hands were thrown and then it was just a clash out there so uh it is what it is um let's see what else is going on uh let's see here uh also uh club omaha opened this weekend uh if you've been sleeping under a rock uh club omaha is uh where the old 20s is it's a new strip club fully nude and uh the reason that you like how can they get away with new full nudity full nudity not noodlety like noodles and company fuck noodles and company but um so it's full full on nude uh 
dancing and shit like that and the reason that they can get away with it is because it's a club that charges membership fees so it's uh, i think it's 50 bucks a year to become a member but you still got to pay the door charge or you can pay 200 bucks for the year and you can get in for free bring your own beer uh bring your own booze and you can bring your own food i believe and uh you know there's a whole bunch of debates going on on twitter and uh not twitter but uh facebook uh with black omaha they were basically saying you know some people were trying to shit on it other folks was like give it a chance and uh you know i thought it was a dope idea uh to charge a membership fee because you get them broke boys up out the pain and uh you know that's that's what happens a lot of times here in the city is you have situations where um you know you have a club going on and you know the entry might just be about ten dollars in the dustiest of dusty niggas uh you know when i say dustiest of dusty niggas i'm talking any skin tone and color uh they can scrape up ten dollars you know they can get to they can get a roll of quarters together or they can get it you know some dimes together and some nickels and you know come and try to pay change at the door to get in and you know then they can't get in they start a fight with the bouncer and they got a you know a a rusty 380 that they trying to shoot the club up with and it keeps jamming and shit like that so they come back you know with an old 25 from 1994 and they you know they let off a couple of rounds so that's the dope thing to kind of keep niggas away people are like oh the uh the uh, membership is too high i'm like what the fuck is 200 dollars for the year like just to walk past get vip and go straight in you know what i'm saying without a door charge like how, how is that tough it's 200 bucks for the year even 50 bucks for the year and you still got to pay a cost uh that ain't bad at all but you break down 200 what is that like 16 and a half dollars a month something like that and so people were complaining about that other folks were complaining that uh you know we don't need another strip club here it's like well we really don't have one you got um you ain't got shit really like like you have women in pasties and shit like that at different bars and shit like that but there really ain't there really ain't a bar popping like that like a, a a titty bar popping like that and uh so i like i said i think it's a dope thing especially for the single fellas out here you know just to go and have a good time even the ladies you know just go cool out listen to some music you know see an ass shaking your face and everything like that and uh you know if you own her dancing on the pole do what you can to keep the lights on i ain't mad at you you know hopefully security's tight and things like that and uh to keep the women safe but uh you know i'm not i can't even hate on it at all you know but it did get people talking and you know uh generating buzz about it so shout out to them but what's even funnier is uh there's another club here there's a, a full-on ass out uh butt-ass uh swingers club here called club r off of uh 24th and q 2424 q street and you can uh, look that up online i believe it's called r club uh, with a capital r c l u b uh and it's a full-on swingers club and that has a membership and things like that and uh so ain't but ain't nobody talking about that because i bet you you go into that club and you're gonna see some public officials into that motherfucker and uh, a lot of weirdo shit uh goes down in omaha underground uh just because we're a central hub and um that brings me to talk about you know the missing girls in dc you know everybody's talked about it uh, i really haven't touched on it um you know there is something going on and the cops are just trying to 
write it off like ain't shit really popping like uh, these are just runaways and shit like that but it's bullshit you know uh, whenever uh, 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 a girl of color goes missing nobody really bats an eye except for the family and friends and uh, so I appreciate everybody just you know retweeting the pictures uh, bringing them up on Facebook and people in Omaha really need to look at it because Omaha is a central hub for uh, sex trafficking to keep it 100 there's a, a great documentary on YouTube you can watch a couple hours uh, it's about a couple hours long and it talks about the uh, sex trafficking that goes through Omaha because it's such a central hub uh, people can you know people are snatching kids from the west traveling east and vice versa snatching kids from the west from the east into the south coming up through here uh, taking 80 west uh, going through so you know if you out in, you know one of these uh, little diners or some shit and you see see some woman or some girl looking shook you know uh, alert authorities uh, take a look at the missing girls you know from dc and even all over uh you can check those walmart boards and you can uh check the missing persons website uh there's there's so much shady shit that goes on like back in the uh was it the 70s and maybe the 80s there was like uh public officials here who got caught into a child's uh, sex trafficking ring ring uh, here in the city uh, so I would advise people to look at look into that and uh, you know I'm keeping my eye out uh, I just hope everybody else uh, does the same damn thing because uh, like I said Omaha is a, is a hub for uh is a, a transportation hub for sex trafficking uh going through a lot a lot of pimps a lot of uh sleazy uh you know porn producers and uh things of that sort you know they, they they come through here and spend a few days and shit like that and even comb uh, craigslist and Backpage and shit like that for new advertisements that's up and different things like that because a lot of times they'll try to put them girls up there so just keep your eyes out folks please do um you know like i said uh you know different cd motels diners and shit like that is where they be hanging out at truck stops so like sat brothers and shit like that so just keep your eye out um let's see here what else do we got oh yeah um so this past weekend uh north omaha village churches a uh, different coalition of churches in north o they held a meeting with mayoral candidates and this was on the news and you look at it and all four candidates were there uh, taylor royal uh, ian McHale, um heath mellow and the current mayor uh gene stothard were all there and you know in that whole church with these four mayoral candidates speaking about what they're going to do for north omaha and it's mainly black folks do you know it was probably about 30 people in that damn church now this event wasn't uh highly uh publicized at all and i wonder why like i didn't see anything on the community facebook pages i didn't see anything on twitter i didn't see anything um on uh instagram under the hashtag omaha hashtag north o nothing i didn't see a damn thing and uh people are puzzled by that because you just see the link you just saw the link uh on uh, channel three news and you're like, yo, when when did they say they were going to do this? Why? How come the coalition of churches didn't say shit? So and it really could have propelled a candidate, a candidate like uh, Ian to a higher plateau because he grew up in North O and he has, you know, a specific plan to lower the crime rate here in North Omaha. 
to keep it 100 so it just seemed like there was either some self-sabotage there on the churches uh you know not really informing the community when no flyers up nothing and uh very disappointing and i don't know even where know where to find it online to see the whole um the whole thing as far as their uh q a's and then their speeches about what they planned on doing for the city and specifically for the people of north omaha so that was that was i was very disappointed in that and uh, i don't know who dropped the ball on that but that ball it, nobody even picked it up tell you the truth so that was very heartbreaking uh but you know i'm uh, keep an eye out try to keep uh, my listeners informed and uh yeah just keep it pushing and uh let's see here last thing i wanted to talk about was uh everybody's favorite uh white rapper paul wall and uh baby bash they were cleared of felony drug charges uh they were charged with uh organized crime for conspiring to distribute thc and uh they got arrested uh, a few months ago and uh you know grand jury found them not guilty so uh you know paul wall about to release some fire music i mean baby bash ain't been hot since never but i feel like paul wall is gonna come out here on some teflon dawn shit some john Gotti shit and uh he'll have some fire ass content and some fire ass music for us but uh shout out to both of them i don't like to see anybody you know facing some conspiracy charges uh you know uh specifically black folks always get hit with them conspiracy charges if it's a group of y'all hanging out and they don't know who did what and then they're just like okay all three all 30 of y'all on the block are going to jail so shout out to them for beating the charges and everything like that um and i believe that is it for what i have for the summer jam screen hove what you got don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks all right so moving on to selling hope like dope uh i have to uh get these uh twitter activists up out the goddamn paint um just because you guys are not consistent and you only pick uh, on black folks okay and this is the reason that i say this is because uh dave Chappelle's special aired aired uh was it last uh tuesday the 21st it were it released on netflix both specials and uh people were coming out talking about how it was so uh transphobic he didn't like trans folks and all this other shit and uh you know i've, I've made a few comments about it i retweeted some of these asinine tweets from some of these people uh some of these social justice warriors and uh you know there was many things that you could have been uh, offend, offended by uh being black you know uh but black folks like to pick on other black folks who made it because it makes them an easy target because a lot of times these black folks are isolated and are not protected and you're not going to catch hell for attacking a black person but if you attack a white person you know you, you'll have 50 million uh trolls white trolls coming into your mentions and getting you up out the motherfucking paint so you're like oh well, let me just be offended at this black man who are making these uh, insensitive jokes. And the thing is, uh, you know, like I said, black folks are easy targets and black folks really have to stop this whole self-hate thing. And they have to get up out the goddamn paint, jumping in, fighting for other folks. OK, so you got these uh, 
these men with uh, lipsticks and wigs on, you know, being all butthurt about some jokes. And then uh, you got the the sassy black women, uh, you know, backing them up like, OK, I see you, sis. You OK, sis. And all this other shit. And, uh, you know, talking about Chappelle has never been funny. And then there was a, a, a couple of uh, lesbians, a couple of bull daggers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they were talking about, well, Kevin Hart's funnier than uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, he's not offensive. But Kevin Hart was talking about how his daddy used to suck dick for crack rocks. You know, how, how he used to be gay for uh, getting some crack. And then uh, one of these studs, these uh, these little young and made looking chicks was talking about how eddie murphy is funnier than dave chappelle and he wasn't offensive and this just shows the asinine mentality that a lot of these folks on twitter have and social media because a lot of times uh these people are weirdos not to say that it's lgbtq you know those people are weird you can do whatever the fuck you want you know with your sexuality and how you identify sexually or your orientation but i'm talking about a lot of these people on social media they've been isolated for so long that they have these warped thoughts and they don't think things through and so that's when you come up with twitter logic you know that's when you come up with uh people uh being online just saying dumbass shit like uh if you're over 30 you shouldn't be on social media uh when i get 26 i'm gonna have my own house i'm gonna be married with five kids and i'll be in a six-figure career this is uh people who are uh just saying just dumbass shit and just to prove my point like i said this this lesbian was going on a rant young and made lookalike was just going on a rant talking about how uh eddie murphy was funnier and somebody just hit her with a clip from i think delirious when basically he was talking about what if the odd couples was faggots now he just just using the word faggot over and over and over and over and over but she couldn't respond to that so you see just some of the thought processes of some of these people is just asinine like you just look at like the logic just it just does not make sense and then a lot of times people you know they have this weird warped logic online just to you know get a reaction because they're they're either sitting at home on a sprint phone or a cricket phone or a boost mobile phone you know getting off that internet that's the only internet connection they got that's the only connection they have with the real world because they don't know how to interact with people and i found that a lot of these folks online who have a bunch of followers and things like that who tweet out asinine stuff these are just introverted weirdos in real life they don't know how to interact with anybody and uh so you know I, like i said i was retweeting some of this stuff and then i was like then i he told a joke about uh you know fat black folks uh you know dying from salt like it's seasoning nigga you know you, you just dying from that you know they should take up a cause for that and it was fucking funny and i'm somebody bigger guy i'm not like obese but i suffer from a uh, high blood pressure and uh and so I tweeted out, you know, you don't see me getting offended about the fat black, uh, you know, uh, high blood pressure joke. Woman comes into my mentions um, and she says that uh, I forgot what she said. Uh, she said something sassy and I don't argue with women online. That's just something that I don't do. Um, she said something sassy and I just gave her a, no. she said I was dense for uh, making that comment. So I guess um being lgbtq um your sexual orientation that you choose uh 
is it I can't compare with high, being offended for having high blood pressure and being chubby. So I, I guess I can't do that. You know, that 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 ain't you know, that ain't the wave. I guess I can't do that comparing those two things, even though Dave Chappelle offends everybody. And so I just hit a thumbs up. You know, I just gave her a thumbs up. I replied with a thumbs up because I'm not going to argue with you because that's what you want. You know, you bored. You ain't got shit else to do. You want to argue with strangers online. And so and so I then I start tweeting about how uh, a lot of these folks are just fake offended. They're just passing time. Um, you know, they're in real life. They're not confrontational. They're scared of confrontation and all this other stuff. And so she starts retweeting that stuff. And she, but she doesn't respond and in her next tweet she was like people used to think i was timid until i slapped the shit out of somebody so i am confrontational and i wasn't tweeting about her i was just talking about how a lot of these folks who like to go on these uh these uh non-logical rants online are just looking for attention and to see if anybody else feels the same way that they do because they feel alone in the real world and uh and so she she does that and then i just look at it uh, and I'm like, okay, because this this is how a lot of these uh, bitch made folks are. A lot of you know people who are scared of confrontation. Uh, if you do, if you say something that they don't like, they'll basically retweet everything that you say, and then they'll say something uh, sassy in their next tweet without you know at you or something like that. Very sassy. You know, I always check niggas who do that stuff online, but women, you know, I, I'm gonna let you cook. You can do your thing. But then this woman goes off and she says that uh, she starts talking about how I look. She says I look like uh, and, and uh, I'm uglier than CeeLo and uh, I look like Quasimodo and just a very weird, you know, and, you know, I have no shame in how I look and things like that. I'm one of the people who you'll catch online who actually has their real profile picture. Unlike these people who are, you know, they're, they're not confident in their look they're they're scared of getting flamed for having these weird ass opinions and these asinine uh you know reactions to different things online from logical people and people who know how to uh be productive in the real world so they will hide behind like a meme or a picture and that's what this young lady did she had some kind of weird picture up you know because she didn't want to post her face up there and get flamed by somebody because of her asinine logic but my problem is Every like I said, black folks attacking black folks online and uh, partnering up with these uh, these white gay lives matter folks and these trans folks, uh, these white trans folks, and these people ain't helping you out with a goddamn thing. You up here caping for them and all this other shit. And some of the biggest uh, discriminatory practices or uh, uh, bigotry that you see is within that community, uh, the LGBTQ community. There's hundreds of articles and i've talked about this in the past before specifically with white gay men uh you know always lusting after black men and just using them as sexual objects but not wanting to you know build anything with them a meaningful relationship just using them as a sex rag or sex doll and uh you know so it hurts me to see black folks uh caping so hard you know for these lgbtq white folks you know who are butt hurt by dave chappelle now dave chappelle's show you know, a lot of these soft ass, everybody gets a fucking trophy 
kids you know it's a lot of these younger folks who grew up in the era of oh everybody's special instead of proving that you're special you know what i'm saying a lot of these participation trophy ass kids are the ones who are so butthurt by it but you know back in the days with the Chappelle show on cable the first episode was him being a black white supremacist clayton bixby a blind black white supremacist funniest shit ever and they did a front line about it and uh, hilarious hilarious but i just say that these activists are selling hope like dope because family guy has been on for how long and then you look at american dad how long has that been on you have the alien who's pretty much roger who's making fun of gay folks you know even though it's disguised as an alien him dressing up as a woman and doing all this sassy shit but nobody is you know shooting a fair one to american dad producers and things like that talking about they're going to boycott american dad and you look at family guy i mean you got herbert the pervert on there um what else you got quagmire who basically is the king of date rape giggity giggity but nobody is you know coming at the writers and the creators of family guy so you have to miss me with that fake outrage and salute to all my people who were defending Chappelle along with me because you're not going to do this we're not going to let you Nate Parker Dave Chappelle you know like you fake social justice warriors did before you know and then when people called out the um the uh I'm not going to say juxtaposition but the uh the irony of seeing you know uh Casey Affleck win best actor and him having these sexual harassments and uh, 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 cases being settled out of court. And then none of these fake social justice warriors online, you know, the black ones, they were talking about, well, it's up to white folks to call that out. So you talking about black folks need to police their own, but you know, white folks need to police their own. When it comes to this situation, when people call out, the fuck shit that y'all did for nate parker even though this man was acquitted found not guilty you know y'all shitted on this brother left and right and then you just kind of let casey affleck just kind of skate on about his way get the fuck out of here you know it's we're peeking behind the curtain and we see how y'all made uh you know it's easier to pick on a black target like i said because there isn't really any kind of system in place to reward or punish those you know for attacking are black celebrities but i was very pleased to see people just kind of stand up and be like yo get the fuck up out of here talking this bullshit you know because if you were that outraged you know you would be writing letters to all kind of different shows and things like that i mean you could even go on bob bob's burgers and you could you know write a letter about the character tina the oldest daughter which is a, a, a man voices that that girl or whatever you know you could do that you're like oh well is this supposed to be a trans girl yada 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 and all this other nonsense so you gonna have to miss me with this bullshit you know i know the uh trans community and the gay folks they really want to be black so bad i remember back in the day um a lot of these gay folks had shirts that said uh gay is the new black um and this was during the obama era and i was just like you're what the fuck are you doing ain't nothing cool or sexy about being oppressed nothing at all so this shit just rubs me the wrong way um you know i'm very passionate about black folks 
and it just hurts me to see other black folks just reaching and being used as puppets you know reaching to claw at a black person that has made it you know what i'm saying and somebody who has left you know he left his show because he felt like he was getting too extreme he felt like you know hollywood was basically you know was just gonna whore him out and just have him do you know just so much racist shit that wasn't satirical or ironic or taught you a lesson that it was just you know uh new age blackface so this man walked away from 50 million dollars and then he comes back and he's telling these jokes and this is what you choose to be offended by with all that's going on in the world people need to laugh so y'all can eat a dick and stop selling this fake hope like dope and if you follow any of these fake ass social justice warriors you really need to look at yourself in the mirror and see what the fuck you doing wrong this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so this week uh holding this l i was gonna do uh tony uh loren um uh, Tammy got fired uh, permanently and banned from the blaze but you, we saw that coming from a mile away and we all know why because she uh, spoke about being pro-choice and you know why the conservatives don't like pro-choice because conservatism is basically uh, white conservatism is just co as a dog whistle for white supremacy and the numbers are dwindling like you can see many articles out here in uh, so many states about 17 to 19 states white folks are dying off more than they're being born so they really want to keep those numbers up that's the whole gist of you know republicans and conserve slash conservatives trying to control a woman's body specifically a white woman's body you know if a uh, black women and uh, brown women went to Planned Parenthood and was getting, you know, uh, four abortions a, a year, they'd be happy about that. So that's all that's about. But fuck all that. You know, uh, Tony, 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 Lauren, she can eat a dick. But uh, holding this L uh, this week has to be James Jackson. Uh, this was the uh, white extremist who, uh, you know, who killed Timothy Kaufman out east. Um, he's being charged, you know, with murder as an act of terrorism and murder as a hate crime. And the thing is, why he has to hold this L is, you know, he wants more publicity, uh, wanted to start a race war just like Dylan Roof. And the reason that he has to hold this L is uh, black folks are waking up, especially after this attack and black folks are, you know, training and defending themselves. So this, you know, this whole race war thing that you want to happen, you know, Black folks ain't just gonna take this ass whooping, you know, laying down. You know, they gonna square up with you. But the reason that I say you have to hold this L is because there was some kind of jailhouse interview he got and he was just talking big shit. This man was talking about that he really wanted to uh, kill a black man who had like a white wife uh, or has a couple of blondes with him or some kind of young thug or some shit like that. But he went and killed the 66 year old man and then he's trying to play dumb and say, Oh, I didn't know he was an elderly man, uh, yada, yada, yada. No, you picked an easy target because you a bitch. That's what it was. At the end of the day, you were a hoe, a bitch, a punk bitch, and you chose to kill an elderly black man. Now, you know, your heart was probably in your throat when you walked by numerous black men in, in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like you took this bus, I think, from what was it, Baltimore to New York, and you didn't see any black men get the fuck out of here you're not about that life you know even though you did take the life of 
uh, Timothy Kaufman rate, may he rest in peace. You were such a punk bitch, you couldn't do it to somebody who could defend themselves, and you probably snuck up on Timothy Kaufman. This was a, I believe this brother was homeless. So you killing a homeless elderly black man. That's just how much of a bitch you are. And then you talking about you have these fears and a jail of getting your ass whooped by a, a person of color. You know, but it's going to happen. You know, and you're not starting some kind of war or nothing like that. Black folks are just on alert. You know, first we're circulating our money, getting our money game in order. And now, you know, the fisticuffs game is going to be right and ready. So, you know, whatever war you're trying to start, it's not going to happen. You know, Dylan Roof thought the same thing with his little retarded ass. Nope, didn't happen. You know, black folks are still here. You know, they're, the government tried to do everything in its power to fuck black folks up in the game. And we still here, baby. So I really don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to hold this L and hold your butt cheeks tight when you get in prison. Because you're probably going to be taking some BBCs that's all i'm saying so james jackson you really have to hold this l i mean that is the epitome of a fuck boy talking shit you know after you didn't did all you know after you didn't commit this crime you're talking about you were you wish you would have you know ran across some young thug or some some successful black dude with white women or something like that and you just popping all this big shit but you took a bus from baltimore to new york to to kill somebody you kill an elderly homeless black man and then on top of that you you turned yourself in you fuck ass piece of shit so you talking all this big shit in this interview but you turned yourself in get the fuck out of here because you probably knew that you was going to be safer in jail as opposed to out on these streets because you were caught on camera and if somebody would have caught your ass out in this street, I'm going to just say, you know, Lord, forgive that person. You know what would have happened. But you have to hold this L just talking all this big shit. Get the fuck up out of here. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Shout out to uh, Harvard Medical School. Uh, they will be starting test trials on a drug that supercharges or boosts NAD+. And that is an oxidized form of, uh, let me get this right here, uh, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And that's a molecule that actually helps repair DNA. So, that, uh, so basically what that means for us is as we get older, uh, DNA becomes damaged, you know, from radiation and from age. Uh, breaking us down so it's reverse aging essentially so it's been tested on mice and it has been cleared for human trials you know if this is if the human trials are successful it will be a giant leap you know for nasa's mars mission just because of the radiation will basically uh break down cells uh dna and uh you know the astronauts will definitely get cancer you know and uh the aging process too because i believe it's like a four-year trip to get to mars and uh so th with this serum it will reduce the aging process you know and the astronauts will not get cancer you know due to the radiation exposure and it also could lead to specific therapies that uh, counteract the effects of chemo in cancer patients so fingers crossed that you know this does work because um, it will be dope 
you know in our lifetime to see you know uh people on mars and uh you know to reverse aging i was telling my wife you know if these if this shit really works and you know, we gonna just be popping them all the time and we're gonna be looking like we're you know 30 when we're you know 80 and we're gonna be ruling the whole planet but uh she laughed at it but i'm dead ass serious though too but you know more importantly uh if it leads to if it does pass the human test trials it'll be huge as far as you know counteracting those effects of chemo and those cancer patients and then maybe even you know not even have to go through chemo just as far as you know being you know just uh the radiation and shit like that if it can repair dna you know off rip uh, you know, a lot of times when they remove like, like uh, you know, a lump of cancer from somebody, you know, a lot of times they'll have the radiation. They kind of, you know, kill off the cancer cells and things like that. But maybe they can just remove it, pop some pills or something like that, a modified form of this NAD plus and, uh, you know, save people, you know, a lot, save a lot of lives out here. Um, but shout out to Harvard Medical and uh, I hope those uh, human test trials work. Not all heroes wear capes. All right. So moving on to uh, health over wealth. I think I'm going to make it under an hour this time, guys. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, I want to talk about giving yourself permission to succeed. Uh, far too many times, especially us with black folks, uh, we think we're supposed to wallow in dustiness because that's all we know just growing up and uh, the environment around us. Uh, you know, you grow up poor, you're thinking you're supposed to be out here struggling like that. You know, um, a lot of us have a lottery mentality, you know, or thinking someone, you know, owes you, you know, looking for a handout. And if, if you're one of those people who look for a handout or you have that lottery mentality, all it does is paralyzes your hustle. And then you have to really sit down and look at your relationship with money. Um, were you taught? You know, as far as from a religious aspect, is that money is the root of evil? Or were you taught that money is pretty much the foundation of prosperity? That's something you have to really think about. Um, let's see here. Um, a lot of times when we think of the, a lot of us, a lot of us black folks, you know, we, we learn that money is the root of evil, uh, you know, uh, but what actually is the root of evil is poverty and what people do for that money that's what makes it evil you know and so many times you'll have you know a pastor or a preacher you know fly ass three-piece suit all these damn gold rings on he got a you know a suit uh, uh, uh some kind of luxury vehicle out front with a with suicide doors you know with his own driver but he's telling you how to the the money is the root of all evil and all this other stuff well man is living a, a great ass life so that's something you just really have to look at and you really have to change your relationship with money and you it's like why am i talking about money when i'm talking about succeeding but you can't succeed without money you really can't because and i'll give you an example like if you're out here struggling to pay your rent you know struggling to uh, pay your car note or you ain't even got a car and you getting the, the bus to and from work, but you ain't even got money to have bus fare. That's because that's all you're going to be thinking about. You're just thinking about survival. But once all your basic needs are met, you know, uh, food, clothing, shelter and, you know, uh, money coming in, 
as far as that goes or you have you're making enough where you can put a little extra away in a savings account that's when you start focusing on you know planning ahead you're not just planning for tomorrow you're not trying to rob peter to pay paul you know that is the one one of the most disheartening things you're like okay well i ain't gonna pay this light bill this month i'm gonna let it double up just because i got this water and gas bill that's 300 some odd dollars within the next month you know you let your light bill double up so now you got a light bill that's you know 240 dollars and you're like fuck you know what i'm saying now you gotta you know you've been behind on your water and gas bill and in the next month you know you've been kind of trying to chip away at that but you're robbing peter to pay paul and your light bill now you have a shut off notice you see what i'm saying so you're just putting yourself in a hole and only thing you're thinking about is how i'm gonna pay these bills how i'm gonna pay these bills so and i've always talked about the fuck it fund you know but that's just something that you need to protect you on the job but you really do need to change your relationship with money and it's like how does how did your family interact with money was money always there something your family didn't worry about you know or was money or was money a situation where as soon as they got it they spent it you know as soon as your your dad got paid everybody got paid you know and he's broke the next week you know you you go from you know that first week of the month or was you on a fixed income you know uh, government assistance that first week week and a half of the month you eating like a king you know those first three weeks of the month i should say you eating like a king and then that last week of the month you know you up here eating you know mystery meat and rice so what kind of relationship did you grow up having with money and a lot of times you'll have to look at family you'll have to look at friends you'll have to look at you know just your surroundings and just kind of step out of that step out of the relationship portion of it and just see you know how did they how did they struggle with money you know look at it from a logical standpoint and not look at it from your heart to change how you view money because it's like lisa nichols says and i say that lisa nichols is a major key she has a book out right now called abundance now uh, an amazing book and it um and she basically says that money grants access to better memories and that's the damn truth if you think about it and when you think about going back to the religious aspect you know how some a lot of us black folks you know we money's the root of evil people do evil things to get this money you know you see a nigga shining or something oh he's selling dope you know but you can't really prove it you know or you just hating on him talking about he out here robbing and doing all this other shit and you think he's doing these evil things but he's actually just doing the right things and you know may, might be out here just flipping businesses left and right you know what i'm saying doing it uh, the legit quote-unquote american way and you have to realize that you know i don't want it to paralyze you because you have this thought in your head that people with money are evil and they do evil things for it because it has been proven that when good people get money they do good things with the money meaning that they turn into a beacon not a beacon of hope but just a beacon of positivity doing good things with their money starting up charities um starting up donation centers uh giving back to the community so that's just something that you really have to think about so i want you to just really analyze and look at your relationship with money and stop and don't put money up on a pedestal money is very important but i feel like a lot of times if you put money up on that damn pedestal that's all you'll be chasing you won't be chasing happiness like uh, money is a tool 
it's a tool that's going to help you succeed and i gave you the example like when you just broke and you struggling to pay bills it is hard it is hard to find money ain't it and i will tell you a story I was when I uh, back in what 2008 2009. I was working at Target. I was working at an Oriental Trading. I was working two jobs, and and my rent was 4.75. I had to pay for lights and I had to pay for water and gas, and I had my cell phone bill. And here I am working two part-time jobs because neither one would give me full time, and here i go and you know at the at the top of the month i wouldn't even have enough to pay my rent like i would get my little uh 300 some odd dollar check from target when i first started working the sales floor you making fucking seven dollars an hour so with my little part-time gig here's 300 for two weeks and then from uh oriental trading here's another uh what hundred and uh ten dollars hundred and twenty dollars after taxes so i got four hundred and twenty dollars but i didn't have a bank account at the time so here i am going to the goddamn check cashing place and they're charging me three to five percent of my money so if you look at three hundred dollars and you look at five percent uh ten percent of that's thirty dollars so after that's fifteen dollars you know let's just say five percent so that's fifteen dollars that they charge me to cash a three hundred dollar check and when you have a check that low fifteen dollars that's a lot of money that's a lot of money right here so here i am got 285 dollars to cash the other 120 dollars so five percent of that so let's see your 10 percent would be uh 12 dollars so six dollars coming out of that so out of that 120 dollars got 114 dollars so 114 dollars <clears throat> 114 dollars and 285 dollars i got 399 dollars and my rent is 475 and here I am, $76 short, but then they don't take cash, so I have to buy a fucking money order, and the money order is 50 cents. So here I am, you know, $399, I mean $398.50 right now, because I didn't spend 50 cents to get this goddamn uh, money order. I got to take that into account. So here I am, $76.50 short, and this is what the fuck I have to do. I have to fucking donate plasma and that gives me 40 bucks then i have to wait a couple days and then donate again and that's another 30 bucks and then i have to borrow five six dollars from somebody to come up with that and then well even more than that because they put the money on a goddamn visa card or whatever and you try to get the cash out and the atm is charging you two to three dollars to take that cash out so then I'm borrowing money from my mom, Dukes, walking down to the courthouse, borrowing money from her or borrowing money from my uh, from my grandma and then paying them back out of my next check. But that next check is for different bills. And that might even be uh, less than, you know, the other check. So here I am just surviving, surviving, surviving. And that's the only thing that you're thinking about. And there is nothing more disheartening than working two jobs and then having to still go and donate plasma and not even having a car and here i am taking a city bus everywhere and you know walking three miles just to get the fucking oriental trading and shit like that and uh oriental trading if you don't know it's a 
it's a uh, it's a novelty warehouse that sells like party supplies and bullshit like that racist ass name most folks just call it otc now but oriental trading come that's what it means but um yeah but it's just just being so low and working just to stay broke it just it kills your fucking spirit so you really have to change your relationship with money and how you use money and like i said when all of your needs are met your basic needs are met food clothing shelter and you know you got a, a decent paying job you can focus on success and what you really want to do with your life so i really want y'all that's the main thing i want y'all to take from this is to just look at your relationships with money and how you look at money you know and all my fly guys out here who you know hype beasts who you know spend their whole paycheck on a pair of kicks you know if you can't buy it twice out that same paycheck and have money left over to handle your business you don't need them shoes okay and then fellas i need y'all to lose that somebody owes me something mentality because you supposed to be out here just getting it and you know it took me later in life to learn that in my late 20s that nobody owes me shit soon as i got rid of that mentality and knew that i could do it on my own and hustle man the world is yours but that's all i got for y'all um much love and respect to y'all and i think i made it under an hour i think i did about 56 minutes 57 minutes uh, much love and respect to y'all um, sorry for being so passionate but i just want to see all my listeners succeed and uh, just thrive and do what the fuck you want in life because this is your life and i love y'all and i will see y'all next week one Started from the bottom, it was too many problems. I left them crabs in the barrel, started climbing the ladder. And the higher that I got, I took the road less travel. Soon as I took that route, the herd start thinning out. Now social media is like the wild, wild west. Niggas with no coot wanna destroy your rep. But I'm cool at all times, even when the slander's at an all-time high. Niggas ask why, cause no one can do it better than this Omaha fella. Every bar that I pin has calligraphy letters. Since the ball's in my court, I'm just waiting to check up. Dreams shaking in the paint. Kobe from the wing, LeBron with a lane, I do the damn thing, these scary niggas with a pistol, I call them Bishop, my flow's too smooth to induce the hiccups, I'm like water through a stream, you niggas been stuck, I ain't broke a sweat yet, I'm just getting my wind up, I ain't broke a sweat yet, I'm just getting my wind up, cuz...
that I'm on got me feeling like King Kong And my stomach's in knots from all of this King Fong's Moet Shandong helps ease the pain No more strip clubs for me, I can't stand the rain But these bastards don't get it, the assets is liquid Wall Street fails and I'm still here flipping Yeah, that's word to my great fives The sneaker revolution and the beast that hype We was raised to survive, self-taught to thrive I walk a fine line between the sun and the moon One day it's do-rags, the next is boat shoes New era hat over the stocking cap Sperry's on the ferry, I'm enjoying the view Shout out my boy Love Lace Admire what you're doing, just keep up the pace Ain't too many niggas doing shit for they race Because cash rules everything around me Zebra cake, you can't read my stripes I'm playing chess just to get my piece of the pie You can see right through me, I got nothing to hide Cause I'm a man of my word, just look in my eyes Old school nigga, I ain't nowhere near 40 Almost 30, but my face talk for me Yeah, you know black don't crack Black on my heart, you know it's more than rap Just some real fly shit Five black hands, keep the money tight knit These bars are priceless that's why you getting them for free If I didn't love y'all, I'd charge you a fee Cash rules everything around me But I gotta say fuck money Cause it comes with the dream Some of y'all will get it, some of y'all won't Get your lifesavers on cause I'm rocking the boat My flow is on a whole nother level I up the ante, my city don't settle Step your game up if you sparring with me But I ain't met a rapper yet with that kind of ability Cause rap rules everything around me